Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams Podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be doing another solo episode today and I'm just going to be having a little bit of a conversation around my health and the reason I'm going to have a health conversation is one, why not? And two, I kind of like allude to the fact that, you know, I take my health pretty seriously through social media and things like that. I occasionally post that I'm having like lamb chops for breakfast and things like that. And it's been interesting because if anyone has followed me for quite some time, you will know that my health has been a bit of a journey. You know, I come from a background of like eating disorders and body dysmorphia and things like that years and years ago. And I've had what I would say a healthy relationship with food for quite a long time. I would say the last, you know, especially four years. But what a healthy relationship with food has looked like then versus now has been different. And what health looked like then versus now is very different. So to kind of rewind the clock a few years ago, a healthy relationship with food and valuing my health to me looked like balance. And that looked like, you know, being able to order Uber Eats and then, you know, have a healthy meal and not restrict. And and there was basically nothing off limits. It was like, have the chocolate, have the ice cream, have all the things, um, eat well most of the time, exercise. And that was a healthy relationship with food to me because it was a relationship without restriction. And coming from a background of restriction, It felt very, very freeing for me to not have any rules and things like that on myself. And over the last, I would say, two years, my relationship to health has evolved again. And what my relationship to health currently looks like is, you know, taking it a little bit more seriously in terms of, I would say, there's been a healthy integration of restriction back into my diet a healthy integration of it. So what that looks like to me, and while like there are occasionally like times that I will loosely step out of this for majority of the time I don't eat gluten I try to avoid you know refined sugars I try not to eat like takeaway food and if I do like you know I I do order Uber Eats probably twice a week but I'll try to get something healthier like we'll have some like high quality Japanese food or we'll get Thai and I'll get like a stir fry and some rice and things like that I hands down haven't had like McDonald's Hungry Jack's Red Rooster those things for I want to say like five years maybe maybe four they haven't had them for a long time they just like wouldn't be what I would pick regardless but yeah I'm at a level where now it's like I I don't even have I don't have a lot of dairy and if I do it's you know organic um it's like from grass-fed cows or like whatever it's going to be it's like I'm going to have like very very high quality like halloumi or um something like that but I don't drink dairy milk and, and things like that I still drink almond and stuff like that But I wanted to kind of bring you guys across what my nutrition looks for, like like for me now and why. So my nutrition for me now is very much focused on nourishment and that's nourishment for my body and in particular my brain. So, you know, I've come from years and years ago, a lot of what I ate was for my aesthetics, how I would look, and then I shifted into uh, my relationship to 
food being about how I felt in just my mind and, and my emotional health. And now it's coming into more of my physical health in terms of how I'm physically operating. And that's everything in terms of like energy and stuff like that. But a lot of stuff to do with my brain, a lot of stuff to do with what having brain clarity, minimizing the chance of brain fog, confusion, um, wanting to have a sharp mind, wanting to feel like I'm optimizing my mental performance, um, but also optimizing my physical performance as well. So that currently feels like health to me. Health to me feels like doing whatever I can within my power to operate, sorry, to optimize my mental and physical performance. So I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who's also in the coaching space and I remember her saying, I I couldn't possibly feel in integrity charging $30,000 for mentorship if I was having, you know, McDonald's and things like that. And she didn't say McDonald's. I don't remember what she said, but that was basically the preface of what she was saying was how can someone in integrity charge $30,000 for mentorship when you've got brain fog and you're fucking gassy, (laughs) like you're sitting on a call teaching it and your stomach's cramping, like, you know, having bad gut health or, you know, your, your brain fog and things like that. It just doesn't feel in integrity. And while I think you can charge potentially 5k and that's not a thing, it gets to a level where being in integrity as a leadership is ensuring that if you're charging someone a specific amount of money, you're doing everything in your power to be a clear channel, to be energized, focused, healthy, so that when you're holding space for that person or you're coaching or mentoring them, you're doing that that from an optimal place. And I think that's fair enough. Like I actually believe that's fair enough. And some people may say that's harsh, but what I would say is like, just charge less. Like just charge, you don't need to charge $30,000 for a client. You don't need to charge $20,000 for for a client. Like that's some fucking premium pricing. And with premium pricing comes premium standards, right? With premium pricing comes premium standards. And if you don't want to be holding yourself to those standards, potentially don't feel like you're entitled to that pricing. That's the most direct way that I would put it. And I believe also that we all get to have our interpretation of this. And it do, it's not necessary, like, it's not necessarily saying that someone charging $30,000 that's still eating Hungry Jacks is out of integrity. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you can clean up your integrity and your congruency and you can feel more congruent in your body when you're charging premium pricing and you have premium standards. So for me, it's about how do I internally feel and someone in their body could potentially completely feel okay with that. They could potentially be charging that price, eating that way, not working out, whatever, and feel fucking in integrity, congruent and solid. And that's great. And I'm happy for you. I don't think that I could. I don't think that I could. I don't think that I could charge $35,000 for private mentorship if I wasn't fully optimizing my mind, my body and my performance for my clients. So it does feel like a personal thing. And it's interesting because... I feel like people can get triggered and activated when you have this conversation, especially if they don't agree or they eat differently or or their perception of health is different and things like that. And I believe everyone gets to have their perception of health. As I said, you know, with the background that I've come from three years ago, eating how I eat now probably would have been unhealthy because it probably would have been coming from a place of unhealthily integrated restriction and it probably would have been coming from punishment and it probably would have been coming from force like right now it comes from fucking desire like how I treat my body and how I look after my body it's from pure desire it's a pure desire to nourish myself expand myself feel healthy have my mind operating you know at its 
absolute potential. It's all desire for me. And what happens is people can not have the best interpretation of you based off your desire, where it's like people can't possibly hold you in the fact that it's coming from desire or it's coming from want if they can't desire it for themselves or want it for themselves. They just have to go to the most lowest frequency interpretation, which you must be restricting yourself or things like that. And I'm freaking not. And I don't want to disillusion anyone into thinking that I don't occasionally have a treat. I do. I just opt for better quality things where I can. So as an example, on the weekend, if I do want a burger, I'll get a grilled burger with a gluten-free bun and sweet potato chips. And that to me feels like, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm missing out with that. That feels pretty good to me. Like maybe someone that doesn't sound fun, that sounds fucking fun to me. And if I'm going to have chocolate, I'm going to have a loco love chocolate because it's like, organic and it's refined sugar free and and vegan and like all the things and I don't feel like I'm missing out like those chocolates are fucking bomb like they are so good what I eat I don't feel like I'm missing out but also I don't want people to think that I don't have chocolate or I don't have bread or I don't like you know I still have those things I just opt for better choices when it comes to them so what my nutrition looks like now it's a lot of you know grass-fed and organic meats and that's coming off the back of being vegan for three and a half years so I eat a lot of meats now yes I occasionally eat lamb chops and stuff for breakfast like I actually just eat what I want and what's going to feel like it nourishes me. And even for example, this morning I had a toasted sandwich, had a gluten-free toasted sandwich because that's what I wanted, but I balance what I want with what I know that my body needs. So while I want a toasted sandwich this morning, does my body need a toasted sandwich every single morning? No, it probably needs higher quality foods and more protein than that. So I'm going to try majority of the time to have proteins breakfast and that feels great and then you know lunch and then dinner and things like that so I'll make things like gluten-free chicken schnitzels and lamb chops and stir fries and tacos and like whatever I eat fucking normal foods I just eat good things and avoid gluten and refined sugar and all the things but I think it's cool to have a conversation where you know sometimes people can hear that you don't eat gluten refined sugar and things like that and they go to the extremes where they think that you don't have chocolate or you don't have ice cream or you don't have bread I have all of those things I just have gluten-free bread I have panna ice cream and I have loco love chocolate like I just pick better versions of things I also do like a supplement protocol with health coach so I'm taking a lot of supplements spending a lot of money on supplements and things like that and coming into why besides the fact of like my brain and all the things is like I feel the difference so I also I'm gonna say had which I've actually never said before but I just went to say have and it actually felt incongruent to say so I'm gonna say I had endometriosis and working with this coach and cutting out one of the first things he said to me was with um, endometriosis, like gluten is not a good idea. And I'm not even going to go into the details and science as why. Um, I'll just tell you that's what he told me. Um, you can seek your own professional help. And so I cut out, that was when I first cut out gluten was working with this coach and wanting to support my endometriosis because my periods can be so fucking painful. It can be debilitating and it would lead me to have to take Panadol and Nurofen, which if you guys know my values, I also, that feels incongruent to me. So they are a very, very last resort. I will only take them when I'm in severe pain. And I was at a level where I was taking Panadol, you know, twice a day for the first three days of my cycle and then I had surgery that kind of helped a little bit and then I started working with this health coach and I got down from Panadol three days in a row twice a day down to Panadol once a day on the first day like that's a that's a lot that was taking um, Panadol 
four less times, one, two, three, sorry, five less times. So I was taking Panadol five less times every single month, which obviously I felt so good, but I couldn't break that last amount. And then recently I had an energy healing session and my last three cycles, I have just had no pain, like nothing. My period just comes. Like I don't even know it's going to come. I don't even get a little cramp, like not even a little twinge. And if anyone has endometriosis, I fucking feel you and it sucks. Or if anyone has painful periods, like I just remember being sometimes debilitated where it's like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I couldn't train. I would just want to lay there with a heat pack and be curled in a ball, like so much pain. And that's been my life and my standard for such a long time to be at a level where the last three months, I just like have a period and that's that. And I'm like, surely the pain's going to come surely it's coming soon, surely tomorrow, maybe on my last day and it just never fucking comes. And I'm not being, I'm being grateful. That's what I'm going to say. Cause like part of me is still like, surely this, I'm just getting lucky and, and it's going to change. But I also, I'm just enjoying it. And I'm taking this time to just be very happy and very grateful for my body. And this is where I'm at. And the next thing besides the endometriosis was I have a lot of, have had a lot of skin issues that um, comes out in like dermatitis. So dermatitis all over my hands. It got to a point where it was like all over my chest, a little bit on my back, my arms, some on my legs. Like there was patches of dermatitis everywhere, which was another reason I wanted to work with this coach. It's cleared guys. And now I've got the first little bit of dermatitis on my finger, the tiniest bit, but for the last probably like six months I've had none like nothing um and to have like a tiny little patch on my finger when there was a point where there was patches all over my body like I'm pretty happy so why do I eat the way that I do I've seen physical fucking evidence of what happens when I do it like I've seen my skin clear up I've seen my brain clarity get better I've seen my periods get you know so much better more comfortable and and less painful like I've seen what happens to my body when I eat like this and it's interesting because there's been other times where I've eaten a certain way for a period of time and I didn't notice any difference but I notice the difference when I stop because sometimes it's a gradual enhancement and and where I notice this the most is in my brain clarity. So I remember hearing people talk about, you know, brain clarity and focus and I'm like, does that get better? Like I thought it just is what it is. When I started eating better, I was like, well, I don't notice more in my optimal, you know, brain performance or anything like that or how I think or how I'm feeling in my mind. And then I remember there were a couple of days where I ate gluten and it was like, there was like a wedding I went to where there was, they had no gluten-free options. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like I just kind of like had whatever I wanted for a couple of days. And the following Monday when I was like working with clients, I would plug in Voxer and sometimes I would have to listen to a voice note twice, which sounds like, oh my God, like what a big deal. Right. But I was like, why am I listening to that twice? And I'm like, I actually have fucking brain fog where I'm like, forgetting what they said or I need to think about my answer. I didn't feel like a clear channel anymore. It didn't feel like everything was a transmission coming through and out of me. And I was like, whoa, this is what it's like to have my brain not optimizing at its full performance. And again, while I didn't know when I ate better, it didn't feel like it got better, but it must have been because then when I went back to eating old stuff, I saw the difference. And so for me, it feels like if clients are paying me, you know, a lot of money and my job, I'm being paid for my mind, my perspectives, my delivery, my coaching, my mentorship, I'm being paid for that. And it's like, when you think about an athlete, 
an athlete doesn't have the luxury of not taking care of their body because they're being, being fucking paid to take care of their body in some way or another because their job requires speed, movement, agility, whatever it is, right? It requires strength. They're being paid for that. I look at coaching and mentorship and I'm like, I'm being paid for my mind. I'm being paid for my mind. So just like an athlete is being paid to take care of their body because of their agility and their strength and their performance, I feel like I'm being paid for my mind to be switched on, to be present in a call, to not be thinking about, oh my gosh, like I can't wait for the next 15 minutes because I need to go curl in fetal position because I've got period cramps. Like that actually doesn't feel in integrity and incongruency for me. So this is why I wanted to open up this discussion because I feel like a lot of people hear the talk around, you know, being healthy and taking your health serious in the online space and things like that. And they can shame it and be like, why are you, you know, like eat what you want. And it's like, I'm not eating like this to be a fucking prude. I'm eating like this because I feel fucking great. I'm eating like this because I feel good. And it makes me sad that someone can be at a level, you know, like I can be eating really, really well and taking care of my body and it makes me happy and you receive projections as a result of that, or I can be, you know, taking C60 oil or and drinking my coconut waters and I'm hydrated and my brain's fucking optimizing and I feel creative and I feel innovative and I feel so good in myself. And then you get projected on it as a result of that. It's kind of like a little bit fucked up. And I feel like there's a lot happening in the space where there's a lot of projections on people based on how they choose to lead their lifestyle. And what's interesting is like, I don't think someone's less of a human because they had a fucking Tim Tam. Like, again, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I don't care what you eat. I don't care whether you go to the gym. Like, I actually just couldn't care less. But what I care about is you doing things that actually make you feel good. And if that genuinely makes you feel good, I'm happy for you. But I think a lot of people can disillusion themselves into thinking they feel good because mentally they feel unrestricted but they actually don't necessarily feel congruent in integrity, all the things. So this is just about opening up a conversation of seeing a different perspective and a different side of the health conversation. And also just seeing where you're potentially judging people or like, you know, counting something out of the equation that actually could really serve you. And I say this because there was a time where I probably would have been the projector. Like there was a time where I was like, why do people have to like cut out fucking gluten? Like it's just gluten, just eat it. Like, you know, there was a time and that was right for me at that time. So I really want to preface know where you're at, know what makes sense for you, know what makes you feel good, know what is like your version of health and do that, absolutely do that. And also see where you're so close-minded to the idea that this is your form of health that you don't allow your health to evolve. You don't allow your relationship to food and exercise evolve. Because for me, I've gone through such an evolution of what was healthy for me at any given time and I have no regrets. Like no part of me goes, oh my God, I wish when I was, you know, eating whatever I wanted and looking at food as as freedom that I didn't eat gluten at that time. I know that that was part of my journey and it was part of my path and I, it trust, I trusted it and it led me to this moment. It led me to having such a healthy relationship with food now that 
uh, there's things that I remember being problems that like I wouldn't even remember what it feels like to have that as a problem. And that's things like, you know, eating past full, um, worrying about the calories and something. I don't even know anymore. I remember just having so many fucking problems with food and I could probably go to old podcasts and listen because I used to talk about my food relationship a lot. But it just feels like now my relationship with food, it takes such little energy out of my day. Like I'm really, it's just like I sit down and I'm nourishing myself and that's that. And then I move on from it. It's not a whole emotional thing. And I remember food being so heavily tied to my emotions. And while food can be an emotional thing and that can be beautiful, you know, me sitting down with girlfriends and and creating a cheese platter and it's an experience and is emotional. But for majority of the time, like the day to day sitting alone, making my lamb chops for breakfast, it's not an emotional decision. It's a nourishment decision. And so I wanted to open up, open up a conversation around this to encourage you to see where you're not allowing your relationship with food to evolve. You know, I, I went through phases where I didn't track and then I tracked my macros and then I went through a phase where I stopped tracking and, and no food was off limits. And then I went through a phase where I was vegan and like now I eat a lot of meat and like, and I've never made any phase wrong. It's been my evolution with my health and, and I may come to a level where it changes in the future. Right now, I can't see that because when something feels right for you, of course you can't see it, but I'm also open-minded to seeing different ways of things. So I take care of my body by eating as well as I can. I do things that, you know, feel like they enhance my mind and my performance, which is like staying hydrated, drinking like um, I drink electrolytes, coconut water and things like that. This is not fucking health advice. I'm just like telling you what I do for myself and I seek, um, you know, professional support for what's best for me. Um, I take CC. 60 oil, which really like feels like it helps my brain. I take a lot of supplements. I really make sure I'm doing a lot of those things. I'm in bed early. I'm awake early. Yeah. It just feels like there's a lot of things where, you know, I go to the gym, like all, all the simple things, but there's probably also a lot of like little biohacking things that I do as well. And I just love looking after my body. I actually love it. I love looking after my mind. I love when something happens and I see the physical repercussions of it. So like I said, when I had dermatitis and like I would wake up one morning and there would be like a patch like getting better or like dissolving. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can see that. And like another thing for me is I had a lot of allergies. Um, So there was a time where I was allergic to eggs and I was intolerant to avocado, bananas, dates, mushrooms, and I feel like there was something else. I was intolerant to all the best fucking foods. Anyone listening to that that's thinking, oh my God, poor you, I know. Try going out for breakfast when you can't eat eggs, avocado or mushrooms. It's not a good, oh, banana. Like basically no smoothies, no avo on toast, like nearly everything on the menu has eggs. It just wasn't a great time. So another reason I started working with this coach was I wanted to be able to see if I could reverse some of those allergies that I have. So I can actually eat dates now. I can eat bananas now. I can eat small amounts of mushroom now. Um, so now it's kind of just like avocado, but even I feel like that's improving and then egg. So I've like reversed my allergies, like being able to try a food and not be sick, like like, why would you not want that for yourself? Like that just feels absolutely incredible to me. And then the final reason is for my, me thinking of the future and my potential journey into motherhood. I think about giving my future baby the best possible chance. And there's a book that if anyone is willing to drop their ego and read, cause I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to, what it's going to tell you around food you're going to almost just want to not hear it. 
but it's choosing to not be ignorant. Um, it's called From Memory, Real Food, Real Pregnancy by Lily Nichols, I believe it is. And when I read that book, oh, everything changed. It talks basically about um, in pregnancy how what you eat changes like the structure and the formation of like the cells and the baby's development and what it can lead to in terms of that baby, in terms of um, mentally, in terms of it's like, yeah, I don't know, cell structure, it's potential allergies, it's potential mental health, like so much around nutrition and food and lack of vitamins and, and minerals and too many of too much of these foods, what that does. And like, I just read it and I was like, I actually cannot in integrity choose to go into parenthood eating like that, like that I genuinely, and, and again, I don't judge anyone else for that. But for me, like I actually fucking can't, like I cannot. So there's just so many reasons where I've chosen that this is what feels best for me right now. And it's most suitable for me right now. So it's like, it's for my freaking dermatitis. It's for my endometriosis. It's for my allergies. It's for my clients and my, and and, you know, my brain performance. It's for my future baby. Like there's so many reasons. I, I look at, I look at health and I go, what's all of the pros of eating as good, clean, healthy as I can? what's the cons one like you miss out on some stuff you can't eat some stuff right and then I look at what are the pros of eating whatever I want and I'm like okay cool there's a couple there's like I it's very easy to eat out um I don't have to miss out on things whatever what are the cons of eating whatever the fuck I want dermatitis flares back up, periods are painful, um, brain fog, like the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So when I look at it and I sit in front of me and I look at the fucking pros and cons, it actually just makes more sense to me to eat as good as I can. So uh, I guess I'm doing this episode because I'm sick of feeling like there's judgment in the space towards people that choose to eat optimally when they're just doing what they feel is best for them. I am doing what I feel is best for me and I don't judge someone based on how they eat and I would appreciate the same in return um, and know that I might contradict myself. I've done, I've probably got podcast episodes on like, stop restricting, stop feeling like you can't eat gluten and eat the gluten. Like I probably have contradicted myself and I might contradict myself in the future, but I truly believe we need to let people trust their own evolution with their health, trust their own intuition with their bodies and let people be on whatever is their journey right now. And I think if someone's on the opposite journey to you, don't make yours wrong. Like if right now, what a healthy relationship with food and what's best for you is like having no level of restriction and eating whatever you want because that's, you know, what's best for you. That's great. And and don't change that just because someone's doing something different. And again, if you're a fucking business coach or a mindset coach or whatever, don't stop eating gluten because you think you're going to earn more money from it. Like that's not the point. It's not, it's not about that. It's about coming into congruency with you and whatever feels best for you and whatever feels healthiest for you and whatever that is at every different stage of your journey, it's going to change and it's going to evolve and can you just let it all be perfect. So I wanted to let you guys in on a bit of the behind the scenes of why I eat the way I eat currently in my current phase of my evolution um, and maybe this would just open up a couple of you know things for you guys to think about and new perspectives to leave you with. But I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you in the next one.